0: Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the podcast where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This time I got to talk to yet another one of those people who is behind my productivity. I've learned a lot from afar, observing them in stalker mode. Just kidding. I get to talk to Chase Reeves of Fizzle. If you've never heard of Fizzle, you're missing out. In fact, go to beyondthetodolist.com slash Fizzle. They've got a dollar trial where you can get in for an entire month and watch any and all of the videos, interact with everyone. I am probably what would be called a fizzler lurker. (laughs) Uh, Time has not permitted me to do as much interacting there as I've wanted to. However, the videos are amazing. Um, Just top-notch. In fact, Chase does them, and Corbett and uh, Caleb and they do a great job so anyway yeah you can check that out in fact I, I highly recommend the productivity 101 i'm not sure if that's what it's called but it's uh just go in there go to beyond the to-do slash fizzle that's f-i-z-z-l-e uh no they're not sponsoring this i just they i just like them and you can check them out and you, again you pay one dollar for an entire month and there's a productivity series in there by chase you should check out In this episode, Chase and I just, we get to talk about a lot of different stuff. Uh, Community, connections, fear, fame, competition, comparison, career, validation. In other words, doing your own work and stop being worried about doing someone else's or doing your work the same way someone else is doing theirs. I needed to hear this one. So I hope that you enjoy this. I know that I did. Before we get to that conversation between Chase and I, I want to let you know, this episode of Beyond the To-Do List is supported by MailChimp. I am one of the 6 million people who use MailChimp to design and send email. MailChimp's got great automation features that make it easy to provide timely and relevant information to your customers and prospects. You can instantly send welcome emails, product recommendations, special offers, and more. You can check them out at beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. And when you go there, you can learn how to personalize your emails based on customers' interests, send emails based on the customer's website activity or behavioral targeting. You can do segmentation, personalization, optimization, automation, all in one. Again, you can learn more at beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Thank you again. To MailChimp for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List, when you go over to that URL, beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp, make sure to let them know that Eric Fisher from Beyond the To-Do List sent you. This week, I get to welcome Chase Wardman
1: Reeves. Welcome to the show. Eric, I couldn't be more pleased as punch than I am right now. I can feel a little bit of a tingling sensation <laughs> uh, at the back of my throat. And Do you my- need to lay down? And a couple other places, too. So I'm excited because those tingling sensations usually lead to good things awesome. or getting slapped in the face.
0: <laughs> well, we're on Skype, so, you know, virtual high five. Oh, I've been known to slap myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Do you have two last names? Is that what's going on here with
1: Wardman? Like Wardman is... is my middle name. As you, as Well, I as mean, you... I get that, but is it like a family name or something? Well, clearly it, it was designed by uh, one of my grandparents to to blow the socks off of anyone that comes in touch with it because it's such a, it's like immediately, it's just, it rings, it comes off, and you're like, wow, Wardman, this guy must know something. Chase Wardman Reeves, what an an legend.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a British title or something, you know? Well, he's the Wardman for the district. Yes, that's right, that's
1: right, gentlemen. I'm sorry I was late, yes, as you know, (laughs) Wardman, we always throw up a little bit late to these things. What with the, uh, 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 just yeah. lost steam there. Nice. See that? Like a Britishman. <laughs> I I don't – that's not – Just flustered. That, yeah, just, yeah, just a bunch of Mike Hurley's everywhere just not completing thoughts. <laughs> yes, aluminium. Um, it's true. This is funny because
0: y- you and I have not talked other than on Twitter, I don't think.
1: Uh, did we not meet at NMX? I think we I did, shook but your that's
0: hand. The, that's the funny thing is we shook hands, but – had I known how awesome you were at the time, we would have had <laughs> many of the conversations at that time. Like I remember I, I was sitting with uh, the mics on mics and talking, and then uh, Schechter says, yeah. hey, I'm going to go have a beer with the uh, Fizzle guys. You want to come? And I'm like, uh, yes. So we sit down with you guys, and I sit next to Pat Flynn. and like you, you do. You and Pat, yes. And you and Pat are ordering up uh, Buffalo Wings. And, and I'm like, hey, that's that yeah. Fizzle guy you know we didn't really talk all that much cuz it was like hey how you doing nice to meet you you know all that stuff like i am yeah, not totally. on it if i've if if we hadn't interacted online digitally prior to that then there really wasn't a great chance we were going to like hit it off
1: yeah well we, we you, you know. know what it's like at those things it's like oh, uh, totally. it, it's like uh you're you're one of those pickup artists right and yeah. and you're looking at you're looking at me and i'm looking at you and you know all the tactics you know so you did the eye thing and you came close and you touched my arm And all of this stuff, and I'm just—I was just enamored by the flashing lights. I think I touched the buffalo wings. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did too. I think I did it too. No, yeah, we met at NMX, uh, uh, but but very briefly, and we didn't really. I had heard a couple of your episodes because, like, the Don Miller episode is just is stellar. It was really good. Okay, so let's tie this around together, like worlds
0: colliding, (sighs) because I'm getting ready for this Don Miller interview, which I'd wanted to do for a long time. Oh yeah, and. So I'm looking around for pictures on the internet. I come across a picture of his wedding party. And I'm looking through his wedding party. (laughs) And I see Bob Goff. And I see Steve Taylor. And I see uh, Cameron Strang. Mm -hmm. And I see you. Mm. And suddenly I'm like, that's that fizzle guy I was uh, sitting across from with Pat Flynn eating buffalo wings. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, how does he know Don? And then I see that, like. You guys were interacting on Twitter at some point. It's like, so I got to ask this question: How do you? Yeah. How did you meet Don?
1: So, uh, for 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 listeners who don't know who Don Miller is, he's a he's a writer, thinker. He's a great guy. Right. He comes from a, a, a you know an evangelical worldview, and, and kind of like testing the boundaries. There felt a little bit constrained, but also still like not like you know shattering the bath with all the bath water and the babies <laughs> inside. Nice. It, just a, a critical thinker and a good a poet. So when I moved to Portland, we just—I don't know how it happened—we just got friendly. We just started meeting each other. You know, current, sir, hey, my exactly. wife's vacuuming again.
0: Cool. Exactly. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, nobody can hear that. All right,
1: good. Nobody can hear that. Uh, the one listener can hear that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just, just Terry. Just Terry can hear it. Hi, Terry. Uh, um, so anyway, so that's, that's how I met Don, and we became close. And um, and I, I'm I like to say to Don, and now he likes to say to other people, like he knows he knows <laughs> like everybody, like he knows everyone. Yes. <laughs> you actually, uh, I met Cameron Strang recently. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned him, and I just noticed it was like I can't tell if he likes. It. I think I'm, he might be like upset at me or something. Like I, this is going really poorly. Like I don't know him, but it like really concerns me. Like I'm just so I'm pretty naturally insecure, so I'm like really concerned. Like I need to get everybody to like me just just across the board. And so the Cameron not liking me, I'm like, well, how am I gonna do this? So I talked to Don about it, uh, and eventually Don Don goes up to to Cameron and says, "Listen." Dan, Listen, Chase is uh, is an acquired taste, uh, <laughs> but once you acquire it, you get addicted. <laughs> and that's, that's sort of. I'm my job is to remind Don that uh, that yeah, whatever you know, famous something something something. None of that matters. What matters is who has the best fart joke. Still. <laughs> around the campfire and who and who's sitting around the campfire. And if there's closeness and familial things there and, it, you know, that like just kind of like that's because, I, you know, we're all enamored by guys who are, who are famous and that we all yeah. want to be famous. We all want to be big, you know, regardless of what we don't know what that means. We just see that it's just something that's built into our culture as as a as a thing to to attain. Right? So we're all yeah. studying the marketing. We're all studying the, the Pat Flynn's and the, and the John Lee Dumas's and like trying to figure out how do I get a, a, revenue, a monthly revenue report that looks like that. I mean Entrepreneur on Fire is making like two hundred thousand dollars a month.
0: Yeah, like yeah. One, one month of that, and I'd be like, all right, I'm good.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going okay, to I'm
0: going to make some good investments, and yeah. I'm just going to let it
1: ride. And now I'm just going to um, you know,
0: hit record on conversations with friends and put it out and call it a podcast. Yeah.
1: And the irony is that, that Pat and, and John are, are not famous at all in any way capacity compared to Don Miller, right? Right. Um, and and, and some, of those, some of those types. So anyways, long, long way of, of answering the question that, that I, I met him and we became friends and it was like, oh, God, this is that writer guy and we tried to figure that, i tried to figure that out for for a while and and tried to like you know you walk over eggshells for someone who's famous for and then and then it's like an actual relationship and you're like you know what we're just going to i'm going to push back when it hurts and he's going to do the same and we were, we're an actual friendship it was interesting how just how much i had to not not how much i had to think about it just how many emotions there were involved in that you know when when you're in a, re- a real relationship with someone who has a lot of exposure it took a long time for me to like to like wash that that like that you know inherent greed yeah you know because like, you know, those thoughts just they pop up in the back of your head because because everyone because i'm just i'm maybe maybe some of us more than others we're insecure we want the fame or or we want recognition or notoriety or some sort of respect from our peers or whatever we want like it's all just you know whatever ends whatever wherever dad didn't hug us enough like nice. it, it just yep. turns into this gaping vacuum that just sucks in i can't have enough of any of these things uh so i mean I'm, i guess i'm turning that, that that question about how i know gone into into an existential crisis which is something that you'll notice about me eric is, <laughs> i do and it's something my business partner corbett knows about me very clearly now it, like because every time we start we have a podcast that i think you've heard called the fizzle show yes and uh and every corbett just re- realized recently oh my god i get it like every podcast episode you come in with a problem about yourself that then we that then you get like cor- <laughs> you get corbett and caleb to to like to to make you feel okay about like that's my that's my
0: whole mo on the show. I, so each episode's almost an intervention for Chase. It
1: my every day of my life, Eric. Every yeah. day of my life, you can always send me a text and just say everything's okay, and I'll probably it'll probably change my life that day. <laughs> that's awesome. Well,
0: and that would make sense as to why you just gravitated so much to the second time Merlin was on my show because oh yeah, that, he, and that
1: was yeah
0: such a rare mood for him.
1: No, you, you absolutely, you're right. And I, and I told you as much. I was like, you know what? You're not, you didn't even nail the interview. You just lucked out in terms of how. You <laughs> I got out of his way is what I did. You got, you got the right brain chemistry. I'm realizing we're just like, we're just slaves to our brain chemistry. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you have an idea and it's like, oh my God, that's a great idea. And by the time you go to bed, you, real, you, you realize like that, what a stupid idea. How could I thought that was good? Right? We all had that at some point. Slave to our frickin' brain chemistry. For me, the best buzz I can get, well, not the best, but one of my favorite buzzes is a cigar, uh, a, a weak coffee, a large weak coffee, and a course in, the, in Tahoe or something like that, and, a, and, and like Paul Graham's website. And I'll just start reading stuff, and then and, and boom, just, I'll just keep a notepad nearby, and I am generating so many ideas. For some reason, that chemistry really works, and other, and other chemistries, it's like I got nothing, right? I have nothing, and you just nailed, Mer, like Merlin just came in and mm-hmm. he would just open the gates. Somehow it was, and he, I know, you know, him with his struggles, ADD, and, and or whatever, whatever it is, these people struggle with, right? We all have our, our struggles. Uh, he, it was the perfect body chemistry, and I don't, I don't know. It feels a little bit, again, existential crisisy that we are literally a slave to our body chemist- chemistry you know whether we feel happy whether we feel productive whether we feel like we got into a flow state whether we feel like we did something good today or whether we feel like we wasted our time today it's it's like it's so much of it is that brain chemistry and then and then it's like okay well if i write down my two things i want to do today in the morning and then actually get those things done that's affecting our brain chemistry because it's a, and, and i don't know it's all it's all played together with this the emotions right uh-huh fear greed uh, uh, you, you know, the sex stuff, like this drive, like as a copywriter and designer, I'm learning more and more that I play on those things, just like a filmmaker plays on, we all play on that level. If we're going to make a sales page that really works well, we have to, we, we touch some of these things or we can, every industry can touch some of these things. Same thing with productivity, same thing with like how I orient myself to my day, it feels like, and this is not something I've thought through. You'll notice there's very few things I think through. Yeah, but like Uh me, you we both do that kind of thing where you don't know what you're thinking until you say it. Dude. Another realization of mine recently that I had to like tell my wife about like in a very, you know, very tear filled conversation. Listen, I am so sorry. I don't think unless I'm talking. I literally, I literally don't. So when I'm saying something, it will come out like I'm like I'm making an argument. When really I'm, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm just hoping that there's a point at the end of this, and I can't guarantee that it's true or false. But I know that once I get to a point that I realize it's false, I can I'll move right on from it, because words are wind, John Snow. Nice. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Louise, you you caught me in a pretty. <gasps> I did. I'm like I'm realizing
0: as I said the Merlin thing, and then you start going. I'm like, oh. Chase is in a mood too, which is, which is nice. I, I
1: was you know, watching Chris, Chris rock last night and yeah. realizing, uh, and then I went to, there's a band called the hold steady, which I really like saw them last night as well. And it was just interesting to watch the similarities between the two, two guys, but Chris rock comes out and this is the old, bigger, blacker special. And he's angry and he's yelling and he's always yelling. Right. And he's also kind of like going like, how freaking ridiculous is this? Like that's the sentiment of everything that he's saying. He's like, how about, you know, whatever. So, you know, How about uh, the way white people treat black people? How ridiculous is this? How about the way men are treated in the family? How ridiculous is this? So you could start with like how ridiculous is this? Find something that pisses you off, and you could just tirade about it, and and with a handful of jokes along the way, and everybody's laughing the whole time. But I realize how compelling anger is, or or, you know, when you get your blood up like that. Mm Right. Like when you write, we're always talking about how do we write great content? How do I make something good? How do I do? How do I say something that gets shared around the Internet? Like be pissed off about something because that chances are there's a scandal in there and people love scandal, but also like people love it when someone stands up for something and comes from a point of view. So anyways, well, I
0: mean, it, it sounds almost like you're talking about a different way to it's almost like the anti inspiration. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Most people yeah. want touchy feely, happy thoughts of this thought is going to change the world and I'm going to write right. it down and capture it and sell it in my you know ebook on Kindle yeah. And, yeah. and I'll make a
1: million dollars. And that's not how it works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I get pissed off because like, you know, so what we do, uh, we work a lot with with people early on in their entrepreneurial journey and just try to break some of the of the, of the myths in their head about like this is how you have to think about money and, and conversion optimization should work like this. And these are all the principles of, of digital marketing and try to get back to like, no, 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 stupid. It's about humans. <laughs> it's about humans. Delight somebody. Solve somebody's problem. Make something that, that, is, that is substantial and useful. Make something useful for someone. And if we think about, like Paul Graham says, the number one reason why most startups fail is because they're not solving a real problem plain and simple they're just not solving a real problem and we and I, I just wrote a post the other day about how one of my friends companies and then two other companies that i've used extensively read and um editorially all closed down they've all closed down they shut the door and we've seen this a handful of times in the last few months and these are like good teams like like editorially has some of my favorite my the heroes my heroes of the internet on, on that team and they still had to close the door. They decided they realized like this isn 't solving someone 's problem and so the the, the anger stuff is getting towards a problem that really exists yeah and i was just gonna to say it's a, almost like
0: a barometer of hey if it, if it makes you that angry then there's yeah. somebody else who also will be angry about that too and yeah maybe you and can sometimes be angry sometimes enough to figure
1: maybe, it out. maybe it's you're angry and it's sometimes like the universal is in the specific right so you could be yeah. angry about the way that your wife talked to you about this night, or how you don't get time to do your thing you always have to x y and z right you can get angry about that but then you that then that's that's your specific story and you can extrapolate out of that that and you'll and people will find themselves in it so like a, another comedian i've been watching which you this is hey listen listen to me now eric and terry the listener of the show oh, callback <laughs> callback there's a guy called patrice o'neill who unfortunately passed away most of his like specials are are in in complete online at youtube you can watch them and uh during wds here a, a conference in portland i had uh, my my whole team from fizzles here corbett caleb and barrett are staying in my basement so every night we come home and we'll watch another 15 minutes of this thing when we're kind of like you know a little <laughs> a little too drunk to stand up all the way and and just kind of like we're just needed to take the edge off before we go to bed so i start playing patrice o'neill and just so amazing the way that he takes that anger and and turns it into this spec that like tweaks it on um, these really really unsafe themes these extreme like super unsafe like really questionable like gnarly things that like i made the mistake of watching some of it with my wife in the room the first time and it was like never do that again never ever (laughs) never ever do that again because now i like she just got so upset with some of the things he was saying, but, and I was doing more, of was like, so regardless of if you like him or not, you can look at it as a, as that experiment of like, Oh my God, this is stuff that gets reactions out of people. Mm, this yeah. is stuff that is a visceral kind of reaction to, and I know this isn't a show about making stuff that, that, that resonates with people, but, but it, it is. Cause that's what well, we it is. Be productive Cause it's about, doing work. You know? Yeah.
0: I mean, what, what's the point of being productive or producing root word yeah. if it's mm-hmm. not good? And I know you always talk about the capital G good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's definitely. So so sorry, I'm rat holding on that. But the idea of of starting at a problem, of starting at Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we start we work with so many people who are early on, and they're geeking out about online marketing because they want to because they want to geek out about online marketing, and and I hate that. I hate that. I want them to geek out about curling or about comedy or about ending racism or about coping with stillbirth, stillbirth and loss or, or, or dealing with grief or, uh, or about you know, screen printing T-shirts. I want you to geek out about something, playing metal guitar solos, right? Then let me teach you how to grow an audience around that thing. Okay, and you're, you're pissed off that you know, Kirk Hammett, why was he in Metallica doing the worst freaking guitar solos in the world? And how did that band get so big? When Megadeth had to deal with you, know, says, so "This is I'm angry about this, right? I could solve that problem, and there's going to be at least ten bros around the world. who are going to be like, yes, this Like all of them are going to be in like, they're going to be yes, let's pers- like, let's make a persona America. of
0: this. <laughs>
1: <Totally>. <laughs> but uh, I guess I, you, you you caught me in a moment where it's just like, I, you know, we're at WDS and it's all this love and good vibes and everybody's excited about doing something important and meaningful. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like in the same vein like it be useful solve a problem find something that you're you're actually you're passionate about you know, like, you know and i hate no not even that that's see, that's the worst passionate like that's where that's where this right. ar- argument gets derailed something that you care about right and it might be important as in or, or, this, uh, uh, or a word i know that you we both use often enough is
0: uh, resonate
1: yeah absolutely. it's like a, a
0: deeper like a vibe it vibrates with you yeah not totally. in a bad way
1: Totally. So not to derail us so early on and into that, but I just, I, it's something that's been, as we'd say back in, you know, like back in the church days, it's something that's been on my heart, Eric, you <laughs> nice. know, it's something that's really been on my heart. And If you could just lay yeah. hands, brother, and just, you know, when you think about it, if you could bring this up to the Lord, that'd be great, bro. Yes. Unspoken. <laughs> and unspoken.
0: <laughs> Dude. See, So that's why I had to, okay, so long way around, but we just did one whole like circle around the, uh, Campfire or whatever, yeah, I had to ask you how you knew Don because I assumed that it had something to do with tying into obviously Portlandia where you're yeah where you're at yeah. as well where I knew he was at one point and is now Nashville, but uh, mm-hmm. just the whole not X but
1: yeah culture well, of church of evangelicalism and, yes yeah. exactly and yeah, so and I was you like, were in that. I went- I went to Westmont, uh, a small school in Santa Barbara, and I was tra- I'm trained as, like, a pastor. Like, that's the only training I have, besides just, you know, putting my foot in my mouth every year. <laughs> like, I'm really well trained <laughs> at that and sla- face slaps, like we said earlier. So I was, like, a full-on Jesus bro. I was, like, into it, and I wasn't raised it. We got into- I got into it in high school, uh, decided to go to this college, said a friend. And he's like, yeah, there's, like, no classes where there's more than 25 people. Like, you- you'll like it. I'm like, that sounds great. Are there girls? Perfect. And so I did that, and I actually really fell in love with a lot of this stuff that I got to learn there. And I was always doing music too. So that was an easy way in again to the girls and to the Jesus thing. So as a I was a worship leader for a really long time. I was doing, I was doing the thing. I mean, we were like part of church plants in Ireland and Canada and all we were doing the thing. And now fast forward eight or nine years and Jesus and I are sort of seeing other people is my line because, uh, I'm not ready to like. I, I can't like just like blot it all out. Like I had so many wonderful, great experiences. Some very extremely like you know moving spiritual experiences, and mm-hmm. ultimately really, really, really grateful for the community that caused me to do the kind of uh, you know soul searching, deep work that we that we did. You know, I would spend hours and hours and hours listening to Rós cigar- or Delirious and journaling at a Starbucks. Like, dear God. Um, <laughs> What, what am I going to be when I grow up? I would, lo- I'm, what do you want from me? I think you're moving this way or that way. And you know, it's all, you're like getting into the prayer movements, the, this, that, and the other. And I loved it. I really, I loved it. I really truly did. And I still kind of do, there's still like a fondness to it. But at one point, uh, it felt very much like uh, for my wife and I both at the same time, it was just like, oh, okay, there's a next, there's a next stage. Uh, we were doing kind of like, you know, Merlin's line about doing work about work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that originated with him, but I was associated with, with him work about work. We were doing church about spirituality. We were doing, uh, we were doing activity about truth, mm, yep. you know, uh, life about life instead of doing life itself. And to me, like, like, I love, I love getting to talk about this because it's, this is where all the productivity porn came from for me because it doesn't start out as porn, right? It starts out as love. Like it started out like, oh my God, these are the answers to how do I actually get this stuff done? And I, and I came at it with the same kind of ferocity, ferocity, veracity, for, ferociousness. Feras- f- feral. That's What ferociousness am getting feral, like a feral cat, yes. feral, ferality, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that I did, that I did, uh, you know, the, the hunger for meaning. And I do that with everything, right? I, I mm-hmm. made this, uh, I made this about, uh, getting to the end of it and I, and I fell in love with it and loved it. And now, I'm in a in a team where we have to extremely carefully manage our uh, like what we're working on, what our goals are, trying not to burn out uh, and all this other stuff. So it's all coming into play. But yeah, that's that's fundamentally how I met Don, and, and and I have I have that background. I have that that Jesus vibe where you know it was one of the cool kids in the in the churches with the multicolored lights behind me, singing that like could literally make you cry. Like I could make you cry, or God was there doing the thing. Yes. But but if the spirit moved me, uh, if, 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 if the spirit. So, right. yeah, well, but he's, again, always there. Yes. he's always there. Yes.
0: And, and see, so that's the thing is like I, I instantly once I started to pick up on your story, I realized, oh, gosh, this is going to make me either sound really cool or really horrible. But I'm going to guess cool, oh, please. Crossing fingers. As Anne of Green Gables says. <laughs> Which you've never heard as a saying on a podcast. Nailed it. Ever. Nailed it. Yeah. I sensed in you a kindred spirit in that oh sense. Boy. And yeah. So I, think- I, I knew. Oh, okay. And see, I'm not an ex Jesus guy at all. I'm still. We're, we're, he and I are still bros. Yeah, yeah. You're grown out. Yeah. Grown out with the Lord, and not in the negative air quote christian sense of yeah. you know fox news and all that other crap so yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's touchy for me but you know anyway there's another conversation for you and i to have like at some point and the thing is is that what it struck me was is like yeah you're dead on like you've moved from doing that to into the pastoring slash shepherding role <sighs> totally. of a community if you will so yeah it i mean sense. to me
1: the biggest i mean the the biggest question was all, we're really kind of looking back, was always, you know, who am I and what am I here for? And, and not that Jesus was an answer to that, just, just that like all the community around Jesus, the experiences within there were such an amazing developmental step or stage and, and it's not done yet, right? But this question of career was like nightmare for me. Right, and this question of of fulfillment, like you, you know, when we used to just th- like farm and like plant, because that's like the only option that you have, and you live to like thirty five because your teeth killed you. You know, it's like life is horrible and also like pretty simple. You know, you know, and yep. that's like yep. in, in several hundred years ago, thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, whatever it was, and now it's so complicated. Uh, It doesn't have to be. I mean, we could get super dumb and just make some decisions and just live with it. But I'm always the guy who's going like, wait, if I go through this door, then what does that mean about the other doors? And what am I missing out on over there? And maybe I'm not doing the things right because what if I don't know enough to make the right decision right now? And then, okay, I should probably wait. Okay, but what about, oh, I really like that thing over there. Maybe I should go that way. Oh, look at the sparkly thing. Oh, yeah. But I could never do that, right? All of this stuff. And then, like, always the, but I could never do that as the, like, the, like, you know, carrot on the end of a stick. So not to
0: not to mention, what if I'm not good enough? Well, he was good enough. Why? What, totally. what, did, what did he do? How do I do it's, what he did?
1: What's built into that is the sense that there's a rule that there's there's a right and a wrong way to do it, which we all know there isn't. We all know there isn't. We all know there isn't. I love that message. I love, like you said, like kind of stewarding, shepherding people into that. People who are exploring that. Like I can't help you if you're not exploring that yet. You 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 kind of got that spark, or you, or you don't already right mm-hmm. and and you don't sometimes you don't need it right maybe you're super satisfied but people in that it's terrifying you are so afraid that you're gonna make a bad like i was so scared that i was gonna make a bad call that i, I all i ever wanted was someone older and that i looked up to all i dreamed of was merlin going like oh my god you are so great you're smart you're funny uh, i think your ideas are good <laughs> right, that's yeah. all we've ever wanted. Is, is, so we have to learn how to get that validation from inside ourselves, and and then we, if we go long enough into that journey and into the right way of it, like we realize it's it's not really about the validation. Everybody's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. That it's amazing that anyone is surviving anything, right? I watched a soccer game the other day, and I, I, you know, I'm in Portland. we got the Portland Timbers, and we're supposed to root for them, and I've rooted for them for nine years, even when before they were in the MLS, like at the stadium, doing the yelling, screaming the songs, losing the voice, thinking that I was a part of a movement, uh, even though it was more of a part of like an army. Like it was, it was quite violent. And I watched recently, it might have been my like chemical imbalance or whatever I was, had going on in my brain at the time, but I like watched these both these teams, and I was like... It's amazing that any of these players are on the field. They're so freaking um, incredible to watch, even the MLS, right? Not even the World Cup, even just the MLS. Like, it, like I was in that, that childlike state where it's like, this is so incredible. I can't root for anybody. I can't, like, one isn't better than another. It happened to be one of the only games I've seen the Timbers recently play where they didn't lose the ball in the midfield, and they kept completing passes. <laughs> so it felt amazing. I was like, you guys are incredible. And then the other team was doing great too. And I wish we could look at ourselves that way. I just wish you mentioned Bob Goff. And Bob's, Bob Goff is a writer. He's a lawyer. He's a mad scientist. <laughs> he's crazy. He's pixie dust. And he's silliness and craziness. And you don't believe him. You do not believe him. You don't believe the stories you know nobody you don't believe him you just don't believe the guy and i've had enough experiences with him to where it's like he's gandalf the white yes um so and i've had enough experiences with him where it's like like this last time i spent some time with him and i and i thought i kind of got it a little bit i think i kind of not that i made but i started to believe in him a little bit (laughs) right like it was just like unbelievable uh but one of the things i noticed we were on this we were at this um this place far away where you had to take a boat in. It was like a lodge. And there's this one huge boat that you take to get out there. And, and there's about 100 of us sort of writers, speakers, uh, uh, lots of musicians, and, and just random people, artists, people who are like digging deep inside themselves and trying to make something count in the world, right? Everybody that was doing, doing work. We were there, and on the way out, on the, like when we were saying goodbye, like Bob, Bob was just like falling apart. He told us as much. He's like, "I'm going to be worthless for the next couple of days," and just like, just like weeping. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." That's what we're supposed to say, right? But I saw something on his face that has kind of changed the way I look at, you know, this concept of 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 me in, in the middle of my career, in the middle of uh, and and what we call fizzlers inside of our community. The concept of of hospitality in a restaurant or in our home. Uh, I saw him. Wanting so badly, as we were on the boat, sort of pulling away, and is sort of breaking down. There's like him and seven other people on the on the dock waving goodbye, and he's sort of trying to hold back the tears, whatever. And he look, he looks pretty painful, like he's holding it back like really hard, <laughs> kind of crazy to see. But anyways, in my mind, the fantasy, like this this picture, evolves in my mind. Like I'm realizing he can see that we've just had an amazing four days up here together, away from the shame, away from the worry away from the competition, away from the fear that we're not good enough, that we're not that we could be doing a better jo- job. Whether it's fear, the fear looking up like who am I in relation to God or the universe or my or my or my sense of meaning here? Who am I uh, looking sideways in relation to my peers, in relation to, and my my wife right and our, the ones closest to us like we start comparing and and thinking we could do better and feeling shame that we're not doing more and all this stuff and, he, and I could see on his face like he just The sense that like he just wanted to like, if he could, he would just hug us all until until all the worries went away. This is such a a perfect metaphor for life because don't we all wish that we wouldn't worry anymore? Like anxiety is number one on the medical like list right now. Every every person in America suffers with anxiety. Every one of them. People are dying from stress. Like you know, like horrible health complications from stress. What a toxin. I guess I'm kind of seeing it all from this like. Am I okay? Am I doing a good job? Could I be doing better? Those guys are doing this. Shouldn't I do that too? Oh, look, he's got this on his, on his income report. Oh, wait, you know, how am I doing with you know, the, the universe? And does this matter? And am I just doing work about work about work about work about life about work about work about life, right? Am I, which part of me is me? What is true of the things that I want to pursue? Which are better? All of these insanely pow- powerful, terrible anxiety, worry questions. I learned so much in that little moment where I pictured him wanting to do that because I realized that we, we really were, we're going to go back to the worry. And it, it, would, it would take about an hour, which is about you know, halfway that the, of the boat trip. It was about a two-and-a-half-hour journey. And it would take about an hour, hour and a half before that would start to creep in. And people would slowly go, like, should, should I turn on my phone now? Should I check out the inbox? Like, what's, who are people telling me that I am, you know? Yeah like, which is Merlin's line which is just so powerful like your inbox is where you go for that's what people think that's who people think you are that's what people are requesting from you and that that to me is why this why your podcast is so great why the topic of your podcast is so great why the productivity and the cuz it's just a great little oh all we want is a tip trick hack nudge easy button staples click the thing and oh now I've figured out how to do productive things <laughs> oh now I've sorted out email right but it's people stupid yes. <laughs> like it's It's people, and you're people too. And there isn't that. And this is the gateway drug into that, like, how do I think critically about how I'm doing things so that I can live well? So really for me, I look back and I see this productivity stuff smashed in with the Jesus stuff, and it made this really great union of a kind of a spirituality about work, you know? Because as a man, you you feel so defined by your work, just by nature of our culture. But maybe it's even deeper code than that. Maybe it's, not just, provider, yeah, you know, it's a gatherer, provider, leader of the home. All, all that stuff. So, you know, if I'm choosing OmniFocus or things like I'm, oh, well, I better go pray about it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> when really, it's like, what do I want to do with this? And the older that I get, and I'm not that old yet, uh, but the older that I get, and the more that I work with a team, and the more that I fall in love with the story and the problem my company exists to, to solve, the more I realize, okay there are lives at, you have to get to our, ourselves to a point where we can see there are lives at stake in the thing that we are that we're doing like there there are stakes there are stakes people will people will quit their blog or their website they had the wrong expectations they had dumb expectations right because nobody was showing them how and they think they're an idiot they think their dad was right about them for walking out or something like that right
0: Yeah, you you, you said that – and I was just listening to uh, when you were on mics on mics and you talked about when you were doing Think Traffic and the guy that like – you tried to look him up and he was gone. Yeah. Man, that that floored me. I was like, man, yeah, Yeah. like it it almost made me (laughs) – this is gonna be over dramatic, but
1: uh it made me think of Schindler's list as like I could have I could have gotten one more out. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. I am a little bit like that. You know, in our in my work I do consider myself someone who's saving people from the gas. You're jams. Liam Neeson. <laughs> I am always and everywhere <laughs> wanting to be Liam Neeson. And instead, I'm like the clown with the. Like, well, like, like good cop, bad cop, Liam Neeson from Lego yeah, exactly. movie. There you go. That's, yeah, <laughs> That's
0: actually,
1: your bipolar. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah. You pretty much nailed it. So sorry, I've like derailed this into. I just, I, I knew I would love talking to you. I was excited. Totally. Exci- like, we even rescheduled this like three times so I was like, yeah. no, 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 this, this, this. I wanted to be in the right, in the right moment. So here's my question to you, Eric. Go. Are you ready? Flip it. In an ideal world, how would you start your day?
0: Oh man, I would hit snooze, and I, <laughs> I would say all the bad answers that nobody expects. Yeah, Let's oh, see. I love that. Uh, it, it's it's about ten a.m. and I hit snooze. Get up about twelve and have a, a nice late lunch with uh, oh brunch, sorry, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then I, I browse what blog topic I want to write about today. Ooh. Then I sit down and I'm inspired and I, I create, I, I yeah. and then I, and, and it's done after the first draft. So I, I post it immediately and it Clearly. goes viral. Oh, the end. Isn't that, isn't that the best? Oh my gosh. That was great. That was all off the top of my head. That was actually, pretty God, good. that was a good day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I was, I, 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 I pulled up, uh, I pulled up Vine for the first time in several months today. 'Cause I was like, oh my God, I used to do little vines all the time and then like I and then I just stopped. It was like, what are people doing on Vine these days? Like how how are people doing this? And I looked uh, and and it was kind of funny. There's like a bunch of funny stuff and a bunch of dumb stuff. And, but for you, I've so I've been thinking about like what could how could we make like for fizzle like funny stuff? Like that would, that would live in a video form like Vine or the Instagram video or the, or just YouTube. But like, I always think in terms of like, what's the commercial? Like, I love to do a commercial for, um, for depression where the solution is entrepreneurialism. Uh, <laughs> where it's like, are you feeling listless? Do you get home from work and have no energy? And yada, yada, yada. You could try entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship saved me and my wife. <laughs> Something you know, just like some stupid, dumb, (laughs) fake Cialis ad where the where the husband and wife are in bathtubs side by side at the freaking lake or something um but i was thinking like like how awesome would it be to do a funny little Vine of like your like everybody's ideal day like you snooze 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 breakfast in bed and then like women come around from everywhere and like say here's a good blog post idea yada 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 oh you're brilliant you <laughs> know whatever and then all this stuff because the truth is we all fantasize about like this you the know, reason why i ask you that obviously because you ask it all the time yeah. and and it's such a good question and i love the way you answered it too like what are the fantasies we all wish we could say and we don't we never do because we all dream of being these productive people yeah. when really we're going to expire way before we thought and then we're going to be like, what did I do? <laughs> Every one of us, you know? What will it have meant? Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to derail the conversation. You'll hear me say that a lot <laughs> and and not change my behavior. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Keep going. Was that all you wanted from that?
1: That's all. I, yeah. I just okay. I just. I just want you to want you to know that I'm here and that I care.
0: Uh, and you would hug and make it all go away. So let's see. There, there's a couple other things we can we can go at. That's the cool thing about back to work is like right now we'd say tell me about something you like and then there's yeah. a segue. But uh, yeah, I
1: don't no, the cool you, thing about back to work is like we would tune in right now and the comics conversation is just starting to end. And then <laughs> we'd get some fascinating, uh, you know, tips Although and I, tricks about elevators. I like the comic talk. So I you would. Yeah, sorry, you would. I do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like still, I'm just such a fan of, of Merlin. Like, I just, like, I'll, I'll always listen. Oh, yeah. I just find myself speeding it up more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> are, you, are you trying out uh, Overcast? Everything's different, but nothing's really different. Like, I, that's what was so interesting to me. There are, there are obviously like a couple cute features. I, and I just yeah. love Marco. Like, I, right. I just think he has all the answers. For some reason, we all do because he's bright. He really is a hell of a thinker. He's very, very bright. And so I'll just go where he goes. Until it's like, oh, actually, I prefer it this way rather than rather than this way. He actually shared a thing
0: about. Oh, what's the other one? Not overcast, but uh, and not there's
1: now. Pocket Casts, uh, which was the one there's I was so using. Many. Downcast, Instacast, uh, Stitcher. What's them? There's the it's something Cast and it's there's Wrangler Pod Wrangler. Uh, I'm gonna
0: have to open it up. Ah. Crap. Eric, you didn't do your damn Castro. Hole. There it is. I knew it was communist. Um,
1: Castro? I didn't even hear about I've never heard of that one.
0: Anyway, so what it was was that basically uh, Overcast's uh, Twitter feed linked to Castro's blog post that said, Hey, welcome to the family, Overcast. Actually, this ties in. Um, mm-hmm. As a third-party client for listening to podcasts, we welcome you to the family because – any new third party client that comes out that teaches people to try out third party podcasting apps and gets more people to listen to podcasts is good for all of us, you know. And, yeah. and all boats rise. Welcome to the community. This is a family. There's, it's not a zero sum game. Yeah, you know. Yeah. and, and that's like, kind of what we were talking about.
1: Marco's Marco's words at XOXO a few years ago. Which yeah. you if you haven't seen that one, you, that's a, that's a must watch. Yeah. So for me, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, must watch. I just just because it's like, hey, here's one of the brighter minds of. Of our ilk in the tech tech world, who's saying like I'm going all in on podcasts, which just felt so. Good. I was in the audience, sitting next to Mike Hurley, and he was giddy because a <laughs> screenshot of his command space is on behind on the slides behind Marco, and he, Marco's saying the things that he's saying about like I'm going all in on podcasting. I think there's plenty of room in the in the market, and I think yada yada yada, and et cetera, et cetera. And we were just all just so giddy. It was so great. I still just remember XL very fondly.
0: But the, you know so the point i'm making is is kind of tying it into you know there's there's not this competition there's community you know if you're i, I guess there is competition no they're, they're, there's it, i mean again the, it, the anxiety it, 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 it's that anxiety like it makes us think um if i'm not good enough and he is then how do i yeah. how do i have him rub off on me? And totally. how close do I have to get to get that proxy? Like, it's the joke that you guys made, you and Mike and Mike made. Is like, we
1: were having you on our show so that we'd get famous. Oh, I was yeah. just coming on your show so that so that I'd get famous. And totally, like, totally. And I and I've, I've talked to him since, and neither none of us have gotten famous, no. sir.
0: Well, it'll, it'll happen this time. You will get the <laughs> that's, Colbert that's bomb. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is like, it, the, just this whole resonating of community and like, I mean, you, I mean, you probably heard of Johnny Cuff. Yeah. in the circles and whatever, but the, the whole idea that fear fears community. And that's one of the, I mean, you can't
1: wholeheartedly cure it by being in the company of like-minded yeah. people, but it sure helps. Yeah, it's absolutely, you know, I had, a I had a, like a an older lady who was, a, who was a mentor to me basically when I was in Santa Barbara, she was this older Pentecostal lady and, and, uh, and, but the good kind, I guess is all I could say. And she used to always say in her little Southern accent, Oh, CW, you're going to be just fine. You are going to be just fine. God's going to take care of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Something like just nonstop. That's the all day, all day, every day. You know, I'd be you know heartbroken about some girl who wasn't returning my advances and yada, thinking and desperately trying to figure out the future of my life and et cetera, et cetera. And oh my God, what am I called to? You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's pounded into me, and I and I, it, I don't know if there's any better. Some like like summary of what the gospel really is, than that. And if there's more, as a, if there's a more powerful message. I mean, I've started flirting about like so Jesus and I aren't seeing other people, but I so I'm kind of sleeping around with uh like Buddha, but mostly just Alan Watts, who isn't the Buddha, but <laughs> seems to have some sort of experience with both Jesus and the Buddha. Uh, and, and Alan Watts is a guy that seems to, it's just brilliant to me. And obviously, one, and one of these guys he. If you don't know, he ended his life like horribly, horribly, right? So guys that I think that fly too close to the to the ether, like the Icarus thing where the wings right. melt and and the, the whole the whole bottom comes out, right? This has happened throughout history with a lot of different guys. So it's a little bit scary to be the a kind of searcher like I am, even though I'm just a, a layman. <laughs> that's still just something that's a little scary to me. And something that maybe goes against that is a sense of like you're okay. Like no matter what, like, the Earth is spinning like, insanely around the sun, and we're one solar system of a million in this galaxy, which is one galaxy in billions of galaxies, and yada yada yada. And you're okay. You know, you could just hey take a deep breath. Like, are you hungry? Eat some food. Are you are you needy? What do you need? What do you? You don't need much. I, I was thinking like. Like I always looked at Jesus and Gandhi and these guys and be like, wow, what self, what discipline, right? Just thinking specifically of Gandhi, right? The hunger strike and this kind of stuff. Like what discipline? Oh my goodness. What, how, am I, how could anybody do that? It's such discipline. What my hunch is now is like, no, it's not necessarily all that discipline. It's, the, it's, it's the, doing the work to, re, to, to be satisfied with very little. Because mm. that's the truth. We, we get anxious and, and terrified about not having what we need. When the truth is we have well beyond what we need and this sense of like, if I could get satisfied with, with what I have and, and with much less than what I have, you know, which now I'm sounding like one of those pop guru, yeah, whatever. But it's, there's, it, the whole thing's in there. The whole thing's in there. Your whole career search, your whole search for connection and happiness, your whole search for doing valuable work in the world. Jesus nailed it. Sell all <laughs> your possessions and follow me. Like he nails it. You want to be productive? Have nothing to do. Walk around, and if someone needs a hand, give them a hand. Like what? What? But then there's like homelessness and crazy people. D- I don't know. I can't explain it all. I know I suffer from anxiety. My wife suffers from anxiety. The whole the whole modern world suffers with anxiety because we're thinking and planning and preparing for the future, trying to get there because we're not okay unless we do. And the whole the while, we're never ending up being okay. And so if the if we could just go. Oh my God, I'm okay. So you write down on the, that's why like whenever, you know, the big tip, right? That everyone says, have two big things that you do today and do those first. The rest is gravy, right? Yep. That's a little bit of way of saying, like when you see a to-do list and you scratch everything out and just have two things there, it's a little bit like, wait, shouldn't I be doing more? Do you know what I mean? Yep. And, like, we just did a a recent two-series episode on the podcast about work-life balance. And one of the things that Corbett said that blew my mind is uh, the idea of, I guess he calls them alternative constraints. Like, hey, on Thursday, I'm stopping work at 12, and I'm going to go watch two, two movies. Whoa. Okay, that means at 12... Uh, I'm stopping working. That means my whole week, I know what's coming. So I only have essentially a few hours on that day to get some work done. So what do I need done by then? So all of a sudden, we're kicked into high gear to do the things because now we have a a way out. Or if you say this week, I'm stopping work at 12 every day this week. You will have one of the more productive (laughs) work work weeks of your life, of your life. You know, it's weird that state that we get into when it's we have all day. that We're not beginning with the end in mind, so to speak. You know, yeah. Like I've I've got a standing desk now, and I can only stand. Like I, you know, we've always done that. We all dreamt of doing the standing desk. Like, was her? It's fine. Yeah, oh, I'm killing ourselves sitting in her backs. Yada yada yada. We all got to get standing desks. So I got one and I'm doing it. And I realize about week two, like I am so fatigued by like three thirty. Like I I am barely thinking. Like this can't work because I ha- I've just lost the last two hours of my day. And then the question arises, like, well, wait maybe i'm not supposed to work the two the next those last 2 hours a day. Maybe work is over, right? Why do we work these hours? Because some school and company and corporation teamed up to do whatever, i don't know. We just do. So there's no rules. My friend Ryan Carson, they don't they don't work their whole company of 199 people or something doesn't work on Friday. They they everybody nobody in the company works on Friday. Huge company, treehouse. Massive company. Very sexy doing big work. Nobody works on Friday. That means you have four days to sprint some workout and wow, that's actually a healthy little rhythm right there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And
0: then you come back on Monday, more recharged and more willing and more ready and more able because you had a three-day weekend.
1: That's the story. All I know is that when I... I love movies, and I never get to watch the old movies, like the 100 greatest movies of all time that I'd love to go through. My wife... when It's a Tuesday night, and we got some time to watch something. She's like, no, I'm not watching a Russian silent film with subtitles from the 30s. I'm sorry, that is out. (laughs) Right? No, I'm not going to watch Citizen cane with no i'm not gonna do that so i've started doing it where like every tuesday i'll just i'll, I'll watch an, a movie and, I, and it's not like doing email while i watch a movie like i want to watch it it's really great because that means tuesdays get really productive because you have an out just this this like a perfect like again this idea that productivity is this perfectly practical entrance into what matters right the question of what matters which is ultimately you it know, starts with what matters today what matters this week and this month and the sprint and ultimately like who the am i what matters about me and like am i gonna wake up at 65 and go like what was the point of all this i should have hung out with my friends more you know i should have watched more movies i should have watched more damn movies (laughs) yeah that's the irony there's
0: there's the tip
1: of yeah there's there's the watch more movies i don't know what are you hearing over there i'm kind of i'm just
0: spouting No, i agree you want to know a secret since i started working from home i've watched the entire nine seasons of seinfeld Oh, I'd love to go back and do those because oh, I library I, I, had the I, DVDs.
1: So as an adult to be able to watch some of those, it would be mean a whole oh, yeah. new experience. It, it totally was, and oh, and it was great. funny
0: because it really, in a weird way, it revitalized my comedy brain in a sense and writing brain. Yeah, to to see some of these plot threads that were yeah. doing that. So
1: have you heard his um, uh, his interview with Alec Baldwin on Here's the Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and, on and my. I have a list of like things to listen to yearly, and that's on there. It is sensational. That and the the whole comedians and cars getting coffee yeah. is just wonderful stuff.
0: Oh, such an amazing thing. And and, and I actually saw him. Seinfeld was on uh, Daily Show just the other night, so that was really oh cool. nice. Yeah, you should check that out. Because John Stewart little... was on his was on uh, comedians and cars getting coffee.
1: So oh, that's right. You see, I haven't, I haven't caught up on any of the <laughs> newer ones. I still haven't seen Louis, and I and I remember oh, wanting to see one. that one. That's such a good. Yeah, one. I loved Brian Regan. Like I've listened, I listened to Brian Regan for forever. Uh, just one, just one album. I don't even know if he has more. I just in college like got a copy of it, and it's, I've just played it out. And so anytime I get to hear Brian Regan talk, like I am already laughing just because his <laughs> cadence and the way he talks, it's perfect. So I wrote a hey, I wrote a post post yesterday, and I tried something new, a little bit of like a like how do I be more productive with how I write something? Cool. This might be valuable. Let's do it. For your people, for Terry, and for you, and for me, I'm so I'm tra- I'm trying to trying to think think it through. Uh, so maybe you can help me a little bit. Okay. So basically, uh, I had something that I wanted to write for a long time. I saw all these companies shutting down, like companies that I admired. Uh, you know, like little just little products, that, nothing like not massive things, right? But like it's just it's a hell of a thing to be a guy who helps people get started, and then to, then at the same time watching people you admire finish things, like saying like this doesn't have enough legs and we know it so we're going to stop now. It just kind of like helps you think through what the options are that could yeah, come totally. out of. So I was thinking through that and I was like, oh, I'll do a post on that at some point. And then uh I had a conversation uh with a friend where he mentioned th- you've you've heard of this Jim Carrey commencement speech yes. thing, yep. which I still haven't watched the whole thing, but uh he told me that some quote in uh, in there and so I went and found the quote and it was just it was perfect. So what I what I did is what we we have on our site uh, fizzle.co and our blog, we we have these things that we call quotables, right? So we'll, we'll call out a bit of text and put it adds a little like, you know, Facebook or tweet this sort of quote thing, right? And it's just a little short code I made and some styling to do that. So what I, what I did is I started with the quote at the end because the, it's kind of like, you know, like Seth Godin. Like five years ago, I had to unsubscribe from Seth Godin's blog because I can't have my life changed every morning. I just can't. Do that. You know what I mean? Yes. Because literally, every every email I got from him is like, "Oh, this changes everything." You know, (laughs) like I had to go away to the mountain and journal about it for a while. But what he gets is this idea of like it has to be succinct, like short and strong. It it, it, like an idea normally turns within one sentence. We always thought this, but now we can think this instead of doing this, go to that. Like there's some da da da. So in it or something like that actionable take this do something with it idea and it's always really really I, I since you know you're like me maybe it's the same for you I'm so verbal that I just fall in love with trying to solve a problem I don't fall I, I can't like once there's a solution I get bored you, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. like I just want to talk about it <laughs> you know and explore it so it's really hard for me to formulate things into that compact thing so this time I started with that shareable tweetable sentence because like if i can't make that idea good and if i can't make that solid, then i can't make this then this is just gonna be another post it's just gonna be another blog post, which is fine my i I'm, I'm used to writing just another blog post like that 's all I really write, but this time I was like i want I, I want to try to actually make it really shareable and make the whole post literally just build to one crescendo on on a thing and so I did that I started with the quotable the tweetable bit, I made the headline out of that, and then I outlined – I made a simple, simple outline uh, out of that and then wrote wrote the thing. First, First, what I did is I, I – because I'm so verbal, I made a, a re- audio note in Evernote or whatever, recorded an audio note as I was like walking home from the gym. Just like, okay, so I'm thinking about doing this thing. All these all these companies are starting, starting to close down and something, 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 something. And then, then I'll listen through that. And try to de- to develop the tweetable from there, but I did it just the one time, so this is no way like a guaranteed repeatable thing. But it's one of our more shared posts in recent time by a long shot, which is pretty great.
0: That's awesome, is, dude. What's cool is we went nowhere I was going to go with you.
1: Which I, got you to come ske- I, I got a whole other hour back. I got a whole other hour scheduled for you right here. Oh. We could keep going if you wanted. Yes, yeah, but no.
0: I, I got to go. Uh, take care that would kids. be that would be uncool. Life life calls.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, but sorry, you really did catch me at like a sort of like a steamroll mode. No, it's great. You? you know, hey, this is the bonus episode. This is the kickoff episode. You'll come you back. You know what? with Adam with Adam Clark, I did the same thing where we recorded an we recorded our first thing and he's like this is basically unusable, but I really <laughs> really like it. That's and so he may, he like did that as like a second episode after we recorded again. <laughs> See, and there,
0: there, I tell you right now, Casey Proctor, as you're listening. See, oh, there's two listeners. Oh, he, there. he, will, he will listen to this. He will tweet at both of us and say, one
1: of your best episodes ever. <laughs> he really <laughs> but, will. Because Casey's a stud. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's also in this, he's in this conversation as well. Yes. I mean, listen, everybody, every, on the closing note, we're literally all trying to get so big. We are all just addicted to, okay, well, we got to grow. We got to grow, right? We have to grow. We got to try to get more exposure. I got to meet more people, and have more opportunities and more network and more marketing and more yada, yada, yada. We got to grow. We got to grow. We got to grow. But what if, what, I mean, what if we just, we tried to be more ourselves and start, instead of trying to be bigger? And that, that's a really cliche, what a cliche what, way of putting in, what it. What if instead of growing larger, we growed more mature? Oh, I was hoping you'd go, what if we went, instead of going out, we went in. <laughs> what if, what if instead of going wider, we went deeper? Uh, Anyway, No, keep going. No, keep going. Uh, What if, instead of being a whole tree, we were just a leaf?
0: Be more yourself, Eric Fisher. Likewise, Chase Wardman Reeves. I think this is one of those episodes where you're probably going to have to go, or let's face it, you want to go back and listen to this one again. Bookmark it. Share it with everyone. That, uh, yeah, you can do your own work, and it'll be just fine. You'll be okay. Thanks again to Chase Reeves for coming on the show. This will not be the last time that Chase is on the show. I can't highly recommend enough the Fizzle community that he started and is a part of. And so the best way, since you're listening to a productivity podcast that I can suggest to go find out if that's what is going to help you, go to beyondthetodolist.com slash Fizzle. Search for productivity or Chase Reeves Productivity 101. Anyway, you'll find the video series and you'll get a picture for what their whole purpose and how they do it is. And and again, if you... And then if it's not for you, at least there's a ton of other videos in there. You can go watch different courses on how to learn all sorts of stuff that uh, people working on the web need to know. So I also want to say thanks again to MailChimp for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Make sure to go check out MailChimp. Give them a big hug and a thank you from me, Eric Fisher, here at Beyond the To-Do List. By going to beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp, let them know I sent you. Say thank you. Sign up. Try it out. It's awesome. I use it. Make sure to go check out the show notes and follow along. They're chock full of links this time. beyondthetodolist.com slash 79. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.